The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You can not only learn from your mistakes, you can celebrate them. They define who you are and serve as a learning tool to become your most beautiful self ever. Welcome to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, with your host, Jim Stacy. Jim is the author of 11 books and is here to help you experience the power of the divine deep within yourself. It's inside you. You just have to know where and how to look for it. Now, here is Jim Stacy. And thank you again to all of you around the world that has joined me again today. I appreciate every one of you. I wish I could meet you in person, but thank you to all of you who have sent me messages and information, questions and thoughts. So I have been working the last 14 weeks or so on laying a foundation, a foundation for what this show, Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, is all about. 14 weeks of laying the foundation of the positive and the deeper inner realities of the divine within, the light we have, dealing with our shadow, all these kinds of things. And so for the next three weeks, or actually last week, today and next week, three times, I'm focusing on the errors of the religion of Christianity. I don't mean it to be negative, but In some ways, I can't do it any other way. Last time we talked about the 95 sins of the Christian church, and we didn't have time to get the whole list on. So, again, I just remind you, if you go to the website, which is www.thedivineiswithinus.com, you'll find on the very first page something I've written called Men as the Weaker Sex. You'll find all 95 of those sins listed in that text. Then, today... Uh, it's about I'm sorry about the lies of extremist fundamentalism, and next week I'll be talking about the contradictions and the implications that all the uh, events in the the Bible, so called, and how that has affected the church and how they've twisted it, distorted it, and all the contradictions that are in it. The three weeks after that, I'm going to be focusing on the healing power of the Aramaic, a very, very positive series of three or four shows, and a couple of guests in between. So anyway, for those of you who want to get a hold of me, uh, you know the website. The Facebook is The Divine Is Within Us, and The Divine Is Within Us at gmail.com. Please let me know. I'd love to hear from you. So today, I'm talking about the lies of extremist Christianity, the lies of fundamentalist religion, and the attitudes that and the values that they hold. I was raised as a fundamentalist Christian. At least I was told I was supposed to be that. I was raised in that setting, and I never, ever could find the, the, the answers within it that I needed it was more pain and suffering and abuse, and it took me many decades after that to heal. 
So what are the lies of fundamentalist Christianity? And I would also say that many of these same issues and lies or whatever are in every part of the Christian religion. The, those in sort of the main line, uh, as they call them, but somewhere between the left and the right, those more on the left side, and then the extremists on the right. There's a bit of extremist in every one. And I absolutely salute every individual and every church that does their best to practice what Yeshua taught. Absolutely salute you and encourage you. But for all of those, from the extreme fundamentalist to the most liberal, if you are at all participating in the lies that I'm going to be sharing today, then I ask you to re-examine who you are and what you're about. So, one of the first ones that I was taught in a million different ways and every way that I lived and every time I went to church and all the messages that I got while I was growing up is you are worthless, you have no value whatsoever, and there's nothing you can do to change that except repent and believe the dogma of the church. There's another passage in the Bible somewhere, I don't know where it's at, but it's somewhere in the Old Testament. It's you know, like the church loves to pick the parts of the Old Testament that fit their plan, but the rest they ignore. But the place in the Old Testament that I heard about so often was something like this. All of your righteousness is nothing but filthy rags. I think it's in Isaiah somewhere, but I'm not sure. And when I heard that, I said, wait a minute. You mean if I'm loving and kind, if I do things that, that Yeshua taught, all of these things, there's not, no value to that? And the answer I got time and time again was, no, no, you, you're so bad. You are so wicked. We are all so wicked that we cannot ever do anything that pleases this God that we pretend to, to know. But I say it's those who feel worthless or believe that they are are the ones who need to bring others down to their level of shame. They feel better only when they make others feel bad. And I grew up with that as a kid. And as I said many times, it has taken me years to overcome that. But the second lie is, and most of you have heard this, God hates you unless you love him. I say, wait a minute. So I, as a human being, have to love this hateful God before I can ever get any benefits from my beliefs? And that's what they would say. Yes, God hates sin so bad, and you're wicked, and you're sinful, and God hates that. And, of course, most of us know about the Westboro Baptist Church in Kansas, where God hates everybody but us. There is no more oh, challenging example of extremist Christianity than this classic example of fear and projections that you find in the Westboro Baptist Church. I've said many times, now that the founder, Fred Phelps, has died, I wish he could come back. I wish he could come back and just give one sermon. I would be there to hear it, because I know it would be different than all the hatred that he preached before he left. So, number three, Obedience is love. Oh, really? So since when do I have to obey something in order to be loved by that? Obedience to who? And why that person or why those people? Obedience to which? 
of the over 130 different contradictions are in the Bible. Oh, I didn't dare say that when I was a kid, but I knew they were there. There were so many of them, and you just didn't dare ask, or you might get hit. Uh, at least, I, that was my fear. Or you would get put down, or scolded, or shamed. And yet, I've asked preachers this question. And yet, today, I've not had one of them ever give me a, a, a reasonable answer. I say to them, is it wrong to kill? Oh, yes, yes. I said, well, how do you know that? Well, you know, the Bible says, thou shalt not kill. I said, oh, really? Then why, in various places throughout the Old Testament, did the same, supposedly the same God that said that, why did that God say, now you go in and you, you kill all these people? You kill the men, you kill the women, you kill the children, you kill the babies. You kill them. And even one place in the Psalms it says, happy are they when they dash your little ones against the stones. I say that is a tragic, tragic understanding of anything that could be called God, that God does not exist. Another one I asked the preachers is, well, is it uh, wrong to you know, commit adultery? Oh, oh, yes, yes. And how do you know that? Well, you know, the, oh, again, the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not. I said, then, why did that same God again, according to you, say later, that after they had slaughtered everybody but the virgins, that they take the virgins home with them. Yes, that's in the Bible, Numbers chapter 31, I believe it is. But it's there. So this same God that says don't, now he says, oh, go kill and go save the virgins for yourselves. I say shame on it. Absolutely shame on it all. Then about, about idolatry. <laughs> The Bible warns many, many times about idolatry, and yet the Christian religion bows down to a whole bunch of idols. I'll name some of those in a few minutes. The fourth lie is punishment is love. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I was told. Uh, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Uh, no, it didn't. I know. I'm sure of it. Not when I got up off the ground bleeding from the belt buckle. no. That punishment did not feel like love at all. And yet, the Bible says, and I had this quoted at me, I have to do this to you, because if I spare the rod, I will spoil it, my child. And that's in the proverb somewhere. But I say, wait a minute. Is punishment only uh, required by the fabricated dogma of a fabricated God somewhere up in the sky? Punishment is only passed on, I say, by those who think that they have to be punished or they will be punished by that same God. Next lie, the Bible's infallible and not to be questioned. I say, oh, really? If the Bible is infallible and everything is true, and why does the Bible talk about unicorns? Oh, yes, it does. At least five places it talks about unicorns as if they are real. Self-contained statements about some kind of inspiration is not evidence. I remember Lot and his daughters in the Old Testament, where these people, uh, I don't know who, who they all were, I don't remember now, but a group of men came in to uh, harm some other people. And Lot tried to took them in his house to protect them. And he exchanged his daughters for these men that he took in. 
And he said, go take my daughters and do with them what you want. And wow, I said, we all know what happened. And yet, Lot was considered a righteous man. I say baloney, absolutely baloney. And next week, I'll be dealing with some of those grave contradictions that we see all over the so-called Bible. The Bible is not infallible. It needs to be questioned. It's a man-made book. I know the history of it. I've already given you in past shows a lot of details about it. And next week, I'll be dealing with 120 or 30, or as many as I can, shall I say, uh, of the contradictions that are right there in the Bible. They're inspired by an infallible God, yet full of mistakes, full of contradictions. Another one we get all the time, at least when I was a kid, the preacher's infallible and not to be questioned. I say, says who? The preacher. Even when he gets caught in hypocrisy and the same sins that he preaches against, he commits himself. Really now, is that really what you're trying to say? Then I heard, oh, our interpretation of all the scripture is without error, and it's not to be questioned. So I say, so which church am I supposed to believe? Is the interpretation of the church down the street equally as clear and as right as yours? Or are you just the only one? Please don't embarrass us with questions we can't answer is what they're really saying. But preachers are especially susceptible to not having to have the answers. So I say the lies of the church are many. And right now, I think it's time for a break, so I'm going to catch up with you on the other side of three minutes. This is the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to 
the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. Okay, we'll continue to talk about the lies of Christianity, the extremist part especially. And it is so difficult to understand sometimes why all of these things are part of a religion that's supposed to be godly and holy and all the other things that they claim, and yet it isn't. I know as a kid that I had all these lies told to me, and I was hurt by them, deeply hurt for many, many years. Then I was angry, and I was angry for many years. And now I say, you know what? Since I found the Aramaic and the, the teachings of Yeshua, I know what the truth is, and I know the healing power of what he really taught. I know that the extremists have lied, and here's what those lies look like. And I'm going to go through the list as far as I can get today, and I think I'm going to get most of them all uh, shared with you. But anyway, the, the secret behind all this is to not just be upset, though I know many of you out there have been hurt, and you wrestle with that every day. I'm here to support you and encourage you in every way I can. So let's continue. The next lie that I heard is outside the church bubble is evil waiting to get you. And I say, wait a minute. The only bubble that I'm afraid of is the bubble of dogma. Self-righteousness sees evil everywhere. And those that like to live in fear or have no choice, they feel safe just because of some beliefs, not because of truth. The next lie I heard is everyone who is different than we are needs to be feared. I say, oh, really? Different how? Different color of skin? Uh, Different beliefs? Different culture? Different what? And right here is the fear of groupthink. Or if you're part of the group and you stay in that group and keep your eyes closed and your ears closed and and stay inside your little box, everything seems to be so good. Even if it's a mega church, a big box. Oh, I'm sorry, but it's not a very big box. I don't care how big you big it or you how big you have built the thing. It is not a big box. It is still the same small box of dogma. The fear of group thing, the fear of being punished hangs over their heads. 24-7. Then I heard, bad things are going to happen to you because God is trying to teach you a lesson. And I said, says who? Which God are you talking about? Because all the different religions each have a different interpretation and a different way of understanding that. So I say, cannot we learn lessons in the midst of something good? And that's what they miss. Yes, we can learn more powerfully and more beautifully as we learn through the things that that happen for us that are beautiful and wonderful. We can learn the best insights when things happen for us, not to us. And I'll be having another show coming up in the next few weeks, five or six weeks down the line maybe, about how to live in gratitude 24-7. We can learn our lessons and gain our insights through the beautiful things that happen, not just some angry, silly, theological God trying to teach us a lesson. The next lie I heard, bad things happen to you because God lets Satan tempt you. Oh, oh really? 
So now what part of temptation does your God dwell in? And even in the uh, erroneous Lord's Prayer, it says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So right there is one of the biggest problems of extremist fundamentalism, because they think that God really leads them into temptation, and then if you don't face it and stop and, 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 and fail to, to yield to it, then you're going to get punished. But it's all your fault, even though God did it. I'm sorry, that's the interpretation of fear-filled men. What kind of crazy God would do that and then punish you because you couldn't pass the test? That, my friends, is a lie. The next one, bad things happen to you as punishment for disobedience. Oh, well then what about bad things happening because of the church's lies? Who are we really disobeying? The God of the contradictions in the Bible or the God of the church dogma or the God that just loves to torment people sitting up there somewhere waiting to make it worse, laughing at those in calamity? What, what kind of a God do they worship? Well, I know what kind, and it's not the real one at all. The real one, my friends, <clears throat> is deep within us. That one is real, and that one is pure love. And in the few weeks coming about the healing of the Aramaic, I'm going to be sharing with you much more of that. And the next one says, depression is a sign of sin in your life. Oh, I say depression? Maybe it's a sign of the church being in my life. Because I'm not depressed anymore. I'm not angry anymore either. But I see through it. I've learned a great deal. And I could never be here on radio today helping others and help them to encourage others and see the falseness and to see the beauty of what Yeshua really taught to find the path of healing. I could never do that had I not been through it myself. And somehow, and I, some days I wonder, how did I learn? And I'm still learning. There's never an end to that. And I look forward to every day of learning more and more. So the next lie, if you resist what you're taught, you are rebelling against God. Oh, taught by who? If you have two churches, you're going to have two views. If you have two churches, you're going to have two voices or more. If you have 50 churches, you're going to have 50 voices. If you got all the churches together, which is a, a, a laughing uh, thought at the very most, if you could get 50 churches together, what would you have? You would have fighting and arguing over who has the best doctrine. The reason you have so many churches in every town is because they cannot agree. And yet they all say, if you disobey, you're rebelling against God. No, actually, I'm not. I'm just seeing something different than the church structure. One time years ago, I had the occasion to drive through some of the uh, streets of, of Detroit. Uh, and this is true not just of Detroit, but many other cities. And driving up and down the street, I saw within three or four blocks, I counted, in fact, I went back and counted them. And there were like 13 or 14 different churches within four blocks, give or take. And I could see, wow, here's a church, the church of God. Just down the street, the church of God in Christ. And 
further down the street, the Church of God in Christ and the Holy Spirit. Oh, well, I just wondered how many days they spend arguing over who has the best dogma. So to resist what the church says is simply to think for yourself. The real divine is within you. So then we were taught that women need to cover themselves up so as not to tempt the men. And I say, you know, women are equal, guys. They can dress any way they want. And no matter how you see that, you do not have the right to say your self-control is weakened because of anything a woman might do. It's your your self-control. It's your insides. You have to do it. And if you're not a man that is strong enough to practice what you preach, if you're not a man that's strong enough to understand that women are your equal, if you're that weak, if you're, then you're a man without self-respect. Men who think they are superior to women are the ones that are lying more than any other. I'm a very strong supporter of the feminine. I learned that because I could see the truth. And men that are filled with fear are men that I know are not telling the truth. Another lie, we're told, if a man lusts after a woman, it's her fault. You know, same issue as I just mentioned. But and I say too many men are too weak to deal with their own issues. On the first page of my website, again, you'll find that same text that I wrote, Men as the Weaker Sex, and you will find in there much information about men who do not understand who they really are themselves. Men who need to blame others. The whole idea of religion, no matter what religion it is, has come out of the fears of men. Not women, but the fears of men. That is generally true. Maybe not in every single case, but the vast amount of it is of the religions of the world today were thought up by and invented by and propagated by men who are far weaker than they think. So, men, it's time to own your own self. You own your own shadow, as we talked about for a few weeks and about a month or so ago. We have a shadow to deal with. Which of the men among us has the courage, the courage to be a real man, a real man that honors women as an equal, a real man that will not put anybody else down, but will look at his own reflection in the mirror of every other face? Men, we have to be honest. It's time for men to stand up and be humble, not controlling and not weak and not selfish. So men, you must become as strong as the women you fear. I've said that before and I'll say it many times. The strongest man is the man who is not afraid to look at a woman as being just as strong as he is and practice that. I was also told another lie that uh, there are many things that women and girls just can't do. Well, really? So thus it was propagated the lie that women are the weaker sex. They are. They are not at all. I have seen women in so many cases far stronger than the men just because they're quiet or 
and and step back and let the men act like they're in control doesn't mean a woman is weak. The man who thinks so is the weakest of all. So, I say, weak men are those who fear being embarrassed by just how strong some girls and some women are. (laughs) And that is the truth. Oh my, there are so many lies, so many distortions, so many things that the church and religions have been talking about. So much of it is the misogyny, the homophobia, and the racism. Everything from the Ku Klux Klan to the churches that preach against other races every Sunday morning. The lies of the church are rampant, and they are many. We'll cover a few more right after we come back from the break. I'll see you in a couple minutes. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Be Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So let's continue our list today about the lies of extremist religion. What I was told and what I heard reflected back to me so often that as a kid I just wasn't worth anything. And what the lie of the church was so often that children must be seen and not heard. Oh, how often we were told just to shut up and go away. And yet it was Jesus, Yeshua, who said, Allow the little children to come to me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Now, that sounds like children are pretty important, and they were, and they are. Children are vastly important. In fact, Jesus also said later, unless you become as little children, you will in no way enter this kingdom of heaven. So to say that children are to be seen and not heard, Sounds like some well-chosen ignorance. It feels better to put kids in the corner. It feels better 
by in the deep inside men to put women down, to put children down, to put other churches down, to put other religions down. Oh my goodness, what is it that's going on inside of these men that they have to try to stand tall? Look at me. I've got all the answers. Follow me. Do what I say, not what I do. <laughs> but what is it in these men that are so loud-spoken about who they are and how bad other people are. I'll tell you who it is. It's the men who are the weakest. It's the men who are most guilty. It's the men who live in such deep fear that they have to keep focusing on other people and other people's badness so that somehow you won't see theirs. Another lie. Children need to have their will broken through painful child training and punishment. Oh, boy. I say, how about doing that to the men first? Let them be good examples. Well, of course, you never hear that. But this is nothing but the old Hebrew garbage. Child abuse is not acceptable anywhere at any time. And yet, what I heard as my father was beating me with the belt and the belt buckle, injuring me very severely at times, was spare the rod and spoil the child. That's what he read in the Bible. And I say, no, that's not true. To hurt a child, to beat him, to wound him, to make him suffer physical pain and mental and psychic abuse. No, that is not right. Children need to be loved. Children need to be taught the truth by example not just have something beat into them or beat out of them. A child who is hit until they scream is a child that will not learn anything except you don't love me. And when that happens, and I remember that very clearly, looking up at my father from the ground, hurting badly, bleeding, and there I lay. And I felt like, wow, I really am worthless. I'm just a little kid. I didn't weigh 50, 60 pounds. And I had just been beaten severely. That hurts. And as I said in the very first show, it took me many years to overcome that. But I did. And I don't look back and look at that as being something that should never have happened. I don't even know how to judge that. All I know is that I learned. And by doing so, I want to encourage others. Nothing I would love to do more today than to help kids to understand that they are valuable and that they're worth a great deal. The next lie. Our church is the only true church. All other churches are filled with Christians who are untrue and destined for that place of punishment. And I heard that, heard that from a church that I served in, in back in Illinois years ago, and I was a youth pastor there. And it was a, a Bible church, they called it. And on their sign, it says IFCA. And I didn't even know what that was when I first went there as a youth pastor, but later found out it meant Independent Fundamentalist Churches of America, IFCA. And I asked the preacher one day, what about the Baptist church down the street? What What's wrong with them? And 
he sort of fumbled around this and that and said, well, you know, they, they really don't baptize people very well. Oh, really? <laughs> so it was all because of one little tiny difference that he said that he was better. And so we learned to call the IFCA churches not what they like, but it really stands for I Fight Christians Anywhere. <laughs> I laughed about that many times. Then I heard another lie from the church saying, Catholics are not Christians. They are idol worshipers. Oh, really? Well, what about your own projections? The Christians' idols today include their own Bible. They worship that book. They don't understand that it was made up by men in the fourth century. They don't understand that it is man's writings and has nothing to do with the, the real divine that is within us all. It's all that dogma kind of God. And they worship their dogma. Their dogma is an idol. Uh, the cross is a death symbol, is an idol. It can easily be that. And many people bow down to the rules that the church sets for them. And they bow down to the idol of self-righteousness. There are so many idols. So don't say that some other group is or isn't Christian. I say to all Christians, unless you are living the principles that Jesus and Yeshua taught, then you can be a Christian, if you like, that knows nothing about Yeshua. And that's sadly the, the truth in so many places today. Christians don't know anything about Jesus. Christians don't know anything about practicing the greatest commandment of loving neighbors and loving yourself and loving your enemies. So many Christians think that that is the answer to be that Christian. I say no. No, to be a Christian only means that you're part of a religion. Jesus, Yeshua, had nothing to do with any religion. He did not teach religion, and he was never part of one. So we can always project onto others, or we can say, you know, I need to get serious about who I am. I need to get serious about how I am living. Am I walking my talk? Am I an expression of all that I believe? Or am I just believing something and not living it as an example? The next lie, and this one is similar to the one earlier, but it was like, they said, you are so full of sin that this God we believe in can't even look on you. And I said one day, and I got smacked for it, if I remember right, I said, well, if he can't look, then how can he know what I've done or not done? Whoops. Wrong thing to say. <laughs> so I say something like Bubba Gump said in the famous movie. He said, stupid is as stupid does. And I say, shame is as shame does. Another lie we heard, oh, back in the 50s and uh, late 50s, early 60s, whatever, when the communists take over America, they're going to burn all of our Bibles. So you need to memorize the whole thing so they can't take it away from you if you have it memorized deep inside. And I say, well, wait a minute. I don't think the communists really want our Bibles at all. But fear and motivation always go hand in hand. So the fear comes, and it comes again, and it comes again. If the church could get rid of all of its fears, 
it would cease to be the church that it is. Yeshua never taught fear. He never taught shame. He never taught guilt. He never ever said the word sin because that word is not in the Aramaic language. As I said before, it's the word itself means a mistake. And even in the Lord's Prayer, I'll be dealing with this in detail in a couple of weeks, where he didn't say, forgive us our sins. He said, loosen the cords of mistakes that are wrapped around us. In the same way, help us to loosen the cords of mistakes that, and the cords of guilt, rather, that we have wrapped around other people. It's about mistakes and guilt. It's about shaming and blaming. It's a human thing. And it is not sin that separates us from the divine that lives within us. So we can arise. We can wake up. We can celebrate our mistakes, as we did in a show a few weeks ago. We can dance the delights of our imperfections. We can live and celebrate and be and learn from every part of life. And we can do this together, encouraging each other so that we live in a very positive energy of hope, of fulfillment, of purpose, knowing why we're here on the planet and walking in the delights of encouraging each other to find the deepest parts of our own purpose. We can do that. There's no shame, no guilt, no blame. There's no sins to be worried about, none whatsoever, because we can step free of all the fear and all that blame and all the accusations, and we can live free and beyond those and above those when we find out how to connect with the divine within us. And I'll have much more to say about that in weeks to come. Another lie that we were told, Jesus is coming any day now, So behave or else it was just more fear and then more fear and then more fear. Another lie. Everything is a lie but the church. Oh, and then I say it again. Even when they fight each other, oh, then which one's right? And the history of the church is that they've been fighting one another and fighting one another ever since the church began in early in the fourth century. And another lie. Science is liberal. It's not from our God. Oh, really now? So all science is to be mistrusted because you can't see an atom inside of your faith complex? You mean a micro, what we see in a microscope is wicked and sinful? And, oh, really now? Climate change? Oh, well, yes, we hear that today, don't we? Climate change can't be real. Because man can't change the climate. Man's not strong enough. And yet hidden behind all of that denial of climate change is the same idea that was in the church when Galileo said the, the sun goes, or the, I mean, the earth goes around the sun, not the sun around the earth. The earth turns, rotates, but it circles around the sun. And the church, they wanted to kill him. And he had to repent of that or die because they said the earth is the center of all of God's creation. (laughs) No, it isn't actually. But to say that science is not from their God, I say fine, and you keep your God, because I want to know. I want to see. I want to understand. I look up at the stars as they circle around the earth, 
And I say, wow, there's so much more to know. There's so much more to understand. There's so much more to, to this being alive than anything we've ever seen in any religion. Religion keeps us small. The divine within expands us to the fullest capacity of our divinity. We are here on this planet as the divine in human form. We are not here as mistakes in no way, shape, or form. We're going to take a break right now again, and I'll be back with you for the last segment. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. Well, with the history of the kinds of lies that I've been sharing with you today, and I can prove every one of them, and I do so in all the things that I've written. And I can back it up with historical facts and many other insights that I have gained along the way. I'm not saying I'm the only one that's right. Not at all. I'm just saying I'm learning. And I've learned so much about the false energies of religion. If in, there is some, some way that people can be guided to understand the divine within by some religion, then I say, good. And if that's a necessary path to get there, well, okay. But I want to challenge every one of you hearing my voice today. If you or anyone that you know has been wounded by the dogma and the lies of the church, the smallness and the shame and the blame and all of those things that, that Yahshua never taught, there is a path of healing. Beyond religion, your life is waiting. There are many harmful effects to a religion that lies about the divine. 
many harmful effects by a religion that makes up ideas, the, the fear-filled ideas, and makes up all these precepts into dogma and theology that is then used to control people. And that's all it is. Men need to control other people. So, let me just talk for a few minutes about the, the harmful effects of all these lies that we've already covered. Because in so many ways, this religion that Paul, they call some call him St. Paul, but I, I would never call him that, but Paul who wrote parts of the New Testament, by the way, he didn't know at all when he wrote them uh, that uh, they would someday be called the Word of God. He didn't know that at all. He might have been more careful if he had uh, done so. But Paul is the one that the church believes in the most today. So many parts of that extremist, the, the right wing, the fundamentalist parts of the church, they follow Paul more than they follow Yeshua. And I can go right down the list, and I've done that with many preachers at different times, and not one of them has been able to deny what I'm saying. The effects of lies that is that the discouragement of the rational and critical thought is a reality. It keeps people from reading more books. It keeps people from exploring some aspect of science. It keeps people from looking in a telescope and saying, wow, are we alone in the universe? Or is there somebody else? But faith, and I put faith in quotes, Faith is what fears the truth. It's easier to not think. It's easier to just live in the box and say, I've got all the facts. Uh, I don't, don't uh, tempt me with something I don't know because I'm going to reject that. I'm very comfortable with all the, that there is in my little box. So I don't have to look out for more truth, for more science, for more rational, critical thought. I'm afraid of that. Whoops, but they don't say that. But it's the truth. For ever since the church began, they have persecuted and hurt people that dared to challenge their thinking as being too small. Another effect of all those lies is the vilification of the LGBT community, their homosexual friends, and it results in discrimination it results in parents disowning their own children, in bullying and murder and suicide. And this is just putting the focus on others' sins instead of their own. It is so rare to see a man stand up and say, you know, I was wrong. I really missed that, and I messed it up really good. So now I'm going to correct that the best I can. Instead, we hear men say, oh, well, what I really meant was, and then they tell another lie. Or what it was really in that statement was this, but you misinterpreted or you misquoted or, you know, men, weak men that cannot stand up to the truth. Men who cannot say, I was wrong, and see that as a beautiful statement of humility and desire to live the truth not just to talk about something. The other effects of lying in the, the religion 
is that women, especially this is true in Christianity, but not, not always, but women are treated like second-class citizens. And it's all blamed on Eve. Now, I know we see a lot of discrimination in the Muslim community and women who have to dress a certain way. And I'm not going to speak about that because I just don't know the, the depths of that. But I do know the depths of the church and how they have distorted all of these things. It's all based on Eve, where the story goes, Adam and Eve, which is a, a myth. It's not the truth. It's a story that's intended to tell truth. But there was no snake in that garden and there's no mention of sin in that story in it either some people say oh that's where adam and eve sinned they, they broke the rule well, there's not one word there are not one way that sin is mentioned in the uh, story of adam and eve but eve who because she was supposed to have attempted adam or took the the uh, pick the fruit whatever the fruit was that she's blamed because she was deceived and she led the man into the disobedience. I'm sorry, guys, you can't hide behind that one anymore. It's not the truth. Adam was a man. He had choice. He made his choice. And neither one of them sinned by eating the fruit. They chose, rather, as the voice said, they chose to know the difference between good and evil, be good and bad, to light and dark and all that. So, they left the place of innocence, and here we are still today living in the world, learning about light and dark. It is our greatest challenge to learn how to be, to learn of our own shadow. And we talked about that on a couple of shows, to deal with the dark side of human nature. So we have a lot of work to do. And I never understood as a child what this was all about. I mean, how could I have? I just did all I could to appease the ones who were wounding me. But it never worked. Even though at times it seemed a bit better, what I never anticipated was that the person hurting me would once again face something in their experience that would trigger them. And in that moment, they couldn't help but wound me even more. In the midst of their own shame and fear, the next wounding could never be predicted. It's a tragedy to live like that, especially as a child. But there are many who do, who have, and still are. And there are many adults living in the same way. For me, the same was true with the church. I always had to live with my armor on and my shield ready. But you know what? I didn't even have a shield. I lacked personal boundaries. I learned as a kid that I had no boundaries. So I went into adulthood, not knowing that I could speak my truth and stop anything from coming at me. Yes, we live in a world that wants to make us small. And I say to you, my friends, there's no place for being small. You are not small. You are the divine in human form. You are here for a, pr a purpose that no one else has. Only you can fulfill the reason that you came to the planet. And no one, no one else can do the job that you are here to do. I want to encourage you. Don't let religion make you small. Don't let it lie to you. Stand up. Learn who you are. Stand on your truth. If you make a mistake, learn from it. And make another one and learn from that. We are here 
as beautiful parts of the divine within. And I intend to share more and more with, with you in the weeks to come. Next week, we'll talk about the fallacies of the Bible. I'll see you then. Thank you for tuning into the program today. Please join Jim Stacy for another edition of Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, let the divine work for you and with you. You're bound to experience a new life.